morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Friday. You made it to the end of the week, baby. It's the 21st day of May 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yep. J, you posted about it. You couldn't stop talking about it. So let's get the full-on first-look review. How is Rambo in Call of Duty? Uh, yeah, you know, it's, I, I had some tempered expectations and, uh, it turns out it's pretty damn badass because after a match, if you win a match and this is in multiplayer, um, I, I picked up the Rambo package. I haven't done the, the diehard one yet because they're 20 bucks a pop. So I'm like, I better wait. Um, he, he, he'll do, uh, he'll do a thing like, uh, I'm your worst nightmare. Sure. Uh, so that was a question of whether or not they were going to be using lines from these movies, and they are. And whenever you call in an airstrike, or you uh, or you call in a UAV um, in, in Warzone, he goes uh, lone wolf to wolf den. Okay. Uh, there's a little Murdoch. I'm coming for you. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's great. I love it. I wish that they had added uh, a weapon in there, the combat bow. Um, to to use throughout the game, which would have been awesome because they don't have that. They have crossbow, but uh, they have a, a finishing move, which is great. And uh, so I was having a lot of fun. It was weird seeing a bunch of Rambo's running around. Oh, so that's all it was yesterday. It was a bunch of Rambo's. Uh, uh, quite a few, yeah. Hilarious. But any, I love did it, you man. See any John McClane's? Uh, I don't know. Not really. No. Or if I did, I wasn't paying attention. Okay. I was trying not to die. Because I wanted to say, I wanted to see if you had, if you were impressed with the look. But oh, yeah, it looks fine. Any, but if you didn't see any, you can't say. Well, no, but I, you can see his... You but, can see him... His 3D version of him. In, not in the game, in but... In stills, that's what I'm saying. Yes, but no, I was wondering it, how it looked I, in the it's game. It's hard to explain. Well, you, he you, looks fine. He looks fine. Okay. I've seen how he looks in the game. Sure. But you didn't play against him, is no. what I'm saying. Well, I probably did, but I wasn't paying attention. Uh, either way, it's Big J approved. Oh, yeah. Then there you have it. Money to spend this weekend for you. We have got prizes for you today. Another chance to qualify for the Big Backyard Box. Another chance to get in, uh, as a matter of fact, last chance style, to get in on uh, some Sammy Hagar Albertson's Boise Open tickets, at least for now anyway. And we also have some additional fun, like a life lesson from Big J coming today. So it should be a good Friday show. We also play music. Start things off with some Soundgarden. Spoonman here on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured because of another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, it was around 8 o'clock in the morning yesterday. That Boise police started getting some updated reports after a few late on Wednesday night that there was a black bear kind of trolling around a Boise neighborhood. And sure enough, Big J, uh, around 12.15 p.m. yesterday, the black bear was found in a tree near 26th Street just north of Hill Road. Dang. It was just a little kind of little uh, baby bear, like a yearling black bear. But it was about 85 pounds. But it, it was enough to, you know, it was picked up on some ring cameras across the neighborhood. And people are like, whoa, that's a that's a black bear in the neighborhood. That's not a dog. Right. So the Boise police said, you know, probably wasn't a threat to humans or to pets. It was just kind of rummaging through garbage cans looking for food kind of stuff. And then had climbed a tree because it had realized it had wandered off from a place that it had recognized. So they tranked it, brought it to a safe location. And it was spotted multiple times near the foothills 
over the last two days, and they were finally able to track it down. So the good news is they figured it out, get it out safely. Nobody hurt. Bear not hurt either. And it's back to someplace that's considered a little bit more safe for black bears to be not trolling around the neighborhood. Because, yeah, that'd probably be something weird to pick up on the ring camera, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, Whoa, that's a, that's a black bear in my backyard. Wizards beat the Pacers last night 142-115 to 115 in the NBA's play-in tournament. So, at least on the eastern side of things, it all remained chalk, which was people's biggest complaint about the play-in game. It's like, why? Because uh, the 7th seed ended up being the 7th seed, and the 8th seed ended up being the 8th seed. And so far in the Western Conference... The 7th seed ended up being the 7th seed. And if the Golden State Warriors win tonight, then the 8th seed would have been the 8th seed. And we basically played the playing tournament for no reason other than to put more mileage on the legs of NBA superstars. So that's where the real, you know, problem comes, is that there is a real difference between the playoff teams and the non-playoff teams in the NBA. The has-beens and the ars. I think you were looking for the haves and haves nots there. And yep, just went the you're wrong, right. It's Friday. Direction. Panthers beat the Lightning in overtime 6-5. to five. Tampa Bay leads that series 2-1. to one. Pittsburgh over the Islanders 5-4. to four. Pittsburgh up 2-1 to one in that series. Canadians beat the Maple Leafs 2-1. to one. Montreal, that was a game one. And then uh, Vegas beat the Wild 5-2. to two. Vegas leads that series two games to one as well. For those of you that watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you are well aware that this is the last season for the hit NBC show. And the eighth season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine will premiere right after the end of the Summer Olympic Games, providing those are still happening. According to a promo, it will be a 10-episode final season, and August 12th is when it will start on NBC, and that will wrap up the show as it found a second home on NBC after getting canceled at Fox and brought some ratings to the network, but the show is wrapping it up, and that's how the creators want to do too, so they're going to be able to wrap up all the storylines, they say, in honor of this season, so you may want to check it out if you are familiar. With Nick and Big J. Well, uh, it is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. I'm not sure how many people knew that here in the month of May, and yesterday was Mental Health Action Day, where you uh, you kind of check in on some people and some friends, and uh, I just wanted to make this kind of a mental health life lesson and uh, to let everybody know a couple things. One is, you know, there there really is should be no stigma anymore around mental health. Uh, it, I think it's been found that we pretty much all have issues in, in one range or another from one to ten. Some people not so much, other people's a lot. And uh, here in the last couple of years, for me at least, it feels like it's been a lot. And uh, I've decided to do what I can to address that. I, I mean, I see a therapist. Uh, I try to talk about my feelings. Those sort of things are important. And, you know, uh, I mean, it all kind of started really for me when I did the hashtag Metallica diet, addressing my um, my binge eating disorder. And uh, that thing uh, was really successful, Nick. It worked really well, but it left me pretty vulnerable and naked to a lot of the things that I had been uh, coping with uh, as, with food for. And that's anxiety and depression and those sort of things. And they happen to me on a, on a basis. It's a real up and down situation from time to time. And, um, you know, the important thing, especially this last week that I, I really kind of came to the conclusion was because earlier this week, I was kind of down in the dumps. And uh, what I've learned for me anyways, and this might be true for some of you out there, is you just got to ride through it. And, you know, I wanted to uh, just kind of crawl up in, in the covers and, and not get out and do much. And then uh, every now and then what will happen is 
because there is kind of a semblance of light and darkness when when it comes to these depression times for me and uh every now and then there'll, there'll be a moment of, uh, a moment of positivity well where i'm just like you know what i need to push through this and i know i'm feeling sad and down but i gotta get this done and so you do that and when you get through that moment that's when the sun is really shining when the light's there you need to open up the shades and just go with it and let all that light in uh and try to uh move past the shade and the darkness that you were in and it seems like a really difficult thing to do but if you just kind of go with it it works really really well you got to grab that positivity when it happens and ride it man ride it like uh dia would ride a tiger through the sky man and, and that has really worked for me. That, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for everybody, but you need to find what works for you. And I would tell you right now that 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 if you have been struggling uh, with your mental health uh, and you, you haven't been talking to somebody about it, you, you don't have a therapist, then really now is the time to step out. If you're, if you're fortunate enough to have health insurance, a lot of your health insurances have uh, free sessions for you. They have routes for you to take to get through to mental health. Uh, you know, I use Pride Mental Health as something that you can consider. They will work with people, uh, and I know a lot of the other mental health facilities here in the Treasure Valley will do the same because uh, this is one of those things that now is, is we've gotten to crisis mode because we've been <laughs> locking all of our feelings up here. And so that's not a good thing, especially with the pandemic. So take those moments and just kind of uh, hold on, hold the line, See the positivity when it happens and let it in and then try to do your best to find uh, somebody to talk to and relate with. Even if it's just your friends and you get together and you're talking about stuff, be real with one another. Don't try to BS each other when it comes to the fact that if you're feeling down and depressed, talk about it. And that's a good way to get your foot in front of it. And that's what Mental Health Awareness Month is all about, doing those things on a regular basis and you're going to feel a lot better about yourself in the world we live in and then being able to do positive things in this world there's Boom. your life lesson courtesy of radio's big j on a friday in the news today on the morning after with nick and big j all right, Big J, important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, Twitter recently announced that it is considering creating special account types for accounts for humor and satire. Company representative confirmed the call during a press call on Wednesday. Product manager B. Burns said, so starting with automated accounts, we're also exploring other account types on Twitter. Memorial accounts are next on the list, but we're also thinking about things like humor and satire accounts, which we will be exploring later. People want to know who they're talking to and understanding the purpose of an account will help people make their own engagement, trust, and follow decisions. The work on the automated accounts will begin uh, in July, so that will start being like a special icon so that you know it's not like an actual person there. It's like an automated account that just like retweets things or has stuff set up. I retweet things. Yes. So then maybe you unfollow it or at least you know what you're getting into. I'm not sure people need a lot of help with humor and satire sites. Like, Yeah, they do. Well, really? Some of them take them as uh, being 100% accurate. Yeah, well, I think there's a less problem with people confusing something like The Onion as being a real thing, whereas opposed to real places. 
tweeting out and spreading misinformation about just plain incorrect things. Well, before it was before it was cool to do, Nick, I like to try to trick people into thinking that the onion stories were real. Yeah. So you can manipulate that a little bit and they would have no idea. Well, there's no doubt, like, you know, it doesn't pick an onion article on social media. You'll If you scroll down far enough, you'll find somebody that at least in some way, shape or form thinks it's a real thing. Yeah. And so I'm not it saying is. that people aren't dumb. I'm just saying I think it's less of a problem than real news sources tweeting out things that just aren't true. Yo, well, that's the problem. At this point, they're almost, you can hardly tell the difference sometimes. Right. And so why, you know, differentiate the two, I guess. Wizards are your eight seed in the Eastern Conference after a huge win over the Pacers last night, 142 to 115. And they will take on the number one Philadelphia 76ers in the first round. You've got the Warriors-Grizzlies matchup tonight to see who's the eighth seed in the West. On the ice, Panthers, Penguins, Canadians, and Knights all winners yesterday, which is fairly impressive. Congratulations to them. And we had ourselves a little bit of an issue that was going on in the world of hockey last night as well as John Tavares, the captain for the Toronto Maple Leafs, had to be removed from the ice on a stretcher and taken to the hospital last night after a collision in Game 1 against the Canadians. Took place early on in the game when he crashed into Montreal's Ben Chariot and was hit in the head by Corey Perry's knee as he went down. It was Ouch. kind of like an accidental thing, but it got him pretty good. Uh, and so the coach said that they were going to spend the night in the hospital for further tests, but everything came back clear so far. But it was clear that they were erring on the side of caution last night. It was a pretty scary scene as he was removed from the ice, but at least tentatively looks like he's going to be okay. You heard the song not too long ago. Nikki Six, Rob Zombie, John Five, and Tommy Clafudos are teaming up for a project called L.A. Rats. They uh, did a cover of I've Been Everywhere for the Liam Neeson movie The Ice Road. The soundtrack officially out today. Also featured on that soundtrack, kind of a mashup of rock and country, if you will. John Carter Cash is teaming up with Robert Zander from Cheap Trick. Uh, Tim McGraw is featured on there. Miranda Lambert. All sorts of other people as well. And Rob Zombie, you know? I mean, if you listen to that song, it kind of sounds like a Rob Zombie song. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And you got John Five in there, too. Of course, so. so it's half of Rob Zombie as it is. But Rob Zombie was asked why his career and fan base has been not only able to survive, but actually, you know, thrive pretty well for himself over the last couple of years. I've always tried to do everything based upon, like, what I like and how I think it should be, and never trying to give in to, like, what's hip and what's cool and what's the thing of the moment or what someone says I should do. It's been amazing, and I think that maybe the fans know that. They never feel like they're being cheated. So if you want the latest in Rob Zombie's music library, you can check out the Ice Road soundtrack. It is out today, along with a couple other albums, including the new Papa Evil album. The new Aaron Jones album comes out in stores oh, today man. as well. So it's Aaron. a good rock week for sure. After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. And there we're going to meet a happy couple, Big J. 61-year-old Fred Funyai and his 27-year-old girlfriend. Happy days, my friend. Fred, fun guy. Huh? Yeah. Fun guy. Yeah, just fun eye. No G in there anywhere. But it smelled like funny with an E at the end, so I hope I'm pronouncing it right. It could just be funny, for all I know. But it doesn't sound... I think the E would have to be pronounced, so I'm going to say fun eye. Either way, uh, Fred was out partying one night, Big J, as Fred is prone to do. You understand? Oh, okay. And Myrtle Beach is a partying town, you know? 
And uh, he got home from wherever he was at around 3 o'clock in the morning. Got to the home with his 27-year-old girlfriend. And after he turned to the residence, he kind of got into an argument with his girlfriend about, quote, some favors that needed to be done. They didn't get into more details than that, but I'll let your imagination run wild with what he means by that particular instance. When the dude comes home at 3 o'clock in the morning hammered, what kind of favors he thinks need to be done. Either way, girlfriend not interested. And after Fred called her a bunch of profanities... It's not nice, man. His girlfriend said that he, quote, grabbed the bucket that he uses to relieve himself in next to the bed. Oh, my God. And then threw it at her. The report uh, does address that by the uh, next to the bed. Where do they live? When police, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Oh, God. When police showed up, they saw an empty bucket next to the bed. They also saw a puddle around that bucket. And they did note that the woman's clothes were soaked with urine. Jesus. Officers also spotted liquid on the floor that smelled like urine. And then they had to go in and wake up Fred, who still smelled of alcohol. He denied throwing anything at his girlfriend. But his girlfriend was like, what do you think? I spilled pee all over myself? Come on. Uh, He ended up getting arrested on a misdemeanor domestic violence charge. The couple have dated for four years, Big J. They began living together about five months ago and... On their wedding planner website, Big J, the pair apparently engaged. Wait a second. Hold on. A se- just a second. Uh-huh. Did you say a wedding website? Yeah, you know how you get you have websites for your wedding? They, they can afford a wedding website, but uh, they can't afford a bathroom? There's free. There's free websites out there. But the reason I brought that up is because, you know, on this particular website, it says, you know, tell us your story. And apparently, uh, Fred proposed to his 27-year-old girlfriend... At the local Walmart, Big J. Aw, you know? Yeah. How sweet. Maybe it was their first date. Uh, listen, Walmart's not a date. I don't care who you are. What date are you taking to a grocery store? I don't know. Maybe they, they met online and that was the first place, the safe place to meet. Either way, then if that's the case, then whatever place you go listen, after the Walmart. don't make me defend them. God. You shouldn't be defending them. I'm defending people who go to Walmart. There's nothing wrong with going to Walmart. Well, it made it sound like there was. No, there's something wrong with proposing at Walmart, however. If you have to, you know, get down on one knee at Walmart to propose to your significant other, that is where your plan has gone awry. Nothing wrong with a frequenting Walmart at all. I do have a problem, however, if you want to ask somebody to spend the rest of your life with them at, like, the jewelry section of Walmart. No judgment of buying jewelry at Walmart. Just don't propose there. Either way, uh, there's a lot of questions that are revolving around the story. Number one, yes, what happened to their bathroom? It's not in the police report, so I don't have an answer. Number two, why the bucket was the choice is another question. You know, And then number three is... Why is your bathroom bucket so full that you have enough urine in said bucket to drench somebody with it? Yeah, and why is it next to the bed? Well, because that's where you're going to go, I suppose. But still, come on, people. That's the problem. There's a honey bucket in this room. You don't put a honey bucket in the same room you sleep in. That's right. I mean, it has to stink. It has to. That room had, that whole house has to These people are disgusting hicks. So, uh, no response yet as to if the marriage is off or what, (laughs) but apparently it just was a rough, rough weekend. It sounds like a Trailer Parks Boy episode, dude. Fred 
and his fiance. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. Metallica, wherever I may roam here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Doing the morning after here on the X for over 13 years, almost 14 years, Big J. And uh, if you've been listening for all that time, good gosh, we thank you very much. It's pretty awesome. But uh, this next statement may come as a shock to you, especially if you listen for a long time. No, no. We're not perfect, man. Oh. We make mistakes. Yeah, it's usually on that other side. And uh, and I and one of the things about this show that I feel like has given us the longevity is we're 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 willing to admit when we make mistakes. Yeah, we're not like a, a lot of BS here, you know. No, we try not to. Anyway, we don't we don't like to to blow smoke up your ass. We try to be as honest as we possibly can and, and give you true reflections of our lives and the mistakes that we make. And so I made a mistake earlier this week on social media, and I was so. <laughs> Embarrassed by it, I know, but you know what? And you, nobody caught. I mean, I don't think anybody nobody would have caught, caught it. Ever. Which, which is why I, I felt a little bit better about it. But I was like, God, I, I wish I had. <laughs> I bet you did. I bet you did. I was like, oh, thank God, I figured this out before Big J spotted it. But um, I, ha- I don't really delete a whole lot of stuff, but I had to delete it because it was so egregious that I couldn't, you know, bear to have it on my timeline anymore. So uh, earlier in the week, we talked about this on the show uh, the day after, but uh, Charles Grodin passed away, right? Yeah. And Charles Grodin, yes, uh, you know, 86 years old, was the star of uh, a bunch of Beethoven movies. If you're a child of the 90s, that's probably what you remember most from. But in the 80s, Midnight Run and all that kind of stuff. And when I saw that it happened, like uh, it was after the show and I saw that it happened and I immediately had this thought. And so I tweeted it out and I was like, I was like, you know what? Everybody's going to say Charles Grodin was great Midnight Run. And they're right. He was. It's a great movie. But my favorite movie that Charles Grodin was in is Defending Your Life. And I talked about how great it was and the premise was awesome and blah, 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 blah. And then I tweeted it out. And then I let it sit for like a while. And I didn't even, I don't even know what even made me think about it. But I think maybe it was like I just saw another picture of Charles Grodin. And I was like, hang on a second. (laughs) Charles Grodin isn't in Defending Your Life at all. That is an Albert Brooks movie. Like top to bottom. Like Charles isn't even mentioned in it. And for some reason in my head, I had confused Charles Grodin with Albert Brooks. And I had posted and tweeted that out. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so embarrassing. So I yanked it down and took it back because I was mortified at how wrong I was. Yeah, hopefully Albert Brooks doesn't die soon. See, that was the other thing. I was like, oh, my God, I hope to hell I didn't jinx Albert Brooks. Because that would make me feel even worse than I already felt confusing the work of Charles Grodin with Albert Brooks. I mean, both fairly prominent comedians around that particular time, but two very different trajectories and and two very different looking gentlemen on top of everything else. Yeah. So uh, they don't have a whole hell of a lot in common, but uh, other than the fact that I confused the two. So uh, in other words, you know, Big J, we talk about how maybe you've had a bad week in Pop Culture Smackdown or back week and and a half, but you know what? It could have been worse. You could have tweeted that out. And then had to delete it because you were so embarrassed by the fact yeah, that you confused those two people. Usually, I mean... Yeah, you just leave up the, the, the bad tweets. I, I get that. But I had to. I had to pull it back. I had to yank it back. I would love to meet the person that knew you were wrong and that, that follows you, that saw that. Well, number one, I feel like I got safe because it's not like Defending Your Life is a fairly popular movie. Did right. You, have you, you ever seen no, it? No, man. Yeah. You took a real... And well, listen, I, I do. I still will recommend it. <laughs> it's fantastic. 
Albert Brooks uh, basically uh, dies and is sent to heaven. But what he finds out is heaven isn't like a, you know, pass go or you go down to the bad place. Heaven is essentially a trial. And you have a lawyer assigned to you that basically argues the case as to whether you should stay in heaven or you need to go to hell based on your actions on this earth. And he's there and he dies and he realizes that he wasn't that great of a person, but he also meets somebody in this like kind of like uh, limbo, if you will. Meryl Streep plays her and she is just a perfect person. Like it's a no brainer. Like everybody's like this, this lady is getting into heaven. No questions asked. And she, you know, basically he's dealing with dying, meeting a woman that he's finally, you know, falling for when he couldn't do that on earth. And she's perfect. And he is very much not. And then he's realizing that she may get to heaven and he have to, may have to go to hell because of all the dumb things he did on earth when he was here. And it plays a bunch of scenes from his life. It's very, very funny and very well put together, but it does not start Charles Grodin at all. And so I believe that was what saved me. It was because I went by, and not only did I go with a movie that did not star the person I was talking about, but I went with a deep cut from the person that was I was talking about that wasn't the person I was trying to reference. So I was in a wilderness loss, basically, uh, wandering around trying to make my reference stick, and it didn't work. So I deleted it. Nobody's perfect, Big J. But I still was mortified. And I apologize to Albert Brooks and to Charles Grodin. I didn't feel good about myself. I'll put it that way. Traffic. But the other side of that, Big J, is, listen, worse mistakes out there than that. You understand? Yeah. Yeah, a lot worse. So if that's if that was the worst part of my Wednesday, I'll take it. How about we uh, swing inside the TDS Fiber Traffic Center, take a look at your traffic report this morning, brought to you by Lee Reed Jewelers. Hey, CB. It's important stuff on the morning after with nick and big j important stuff is brought to you by the advocates if you've been injured due to another person's negligence the advocates are here for you call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24 7 at advocateslaw.com you deserve an advocate big j give me a conservative estimate on a daily basis not including work once you get home in your own time, how much time is spent in front of a TV, either video gaming or watching something? Hours? Round up? Uh, 95. 95 hours yeah. a day? Yeah. No, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's almost constant. You're always in front of a TV in some or way, shape, t- or form? Or a computer screen. Right. Uh, kind of playing video games or something? Once no, not necessarily playing games. Or watching something, streaming something? Working. Well, I'm, t- I'm talking about not work time. Yeah, even when I go home, I'm still probably working. Well, uh, then I have bad news for you, Big J. I don't care. We talk about whether or not too much TV time and time in front of your screen is bad for small kids, but a study finds that it's definitely bad if you're in your 40s or above. Three new studies found that people who reported TV, watching TV anywhere from three hours a day or longer... Once they were in their 40s, experienced greater cognitive declines and had way lower levels of gray matter in their brains as they got older, compared to those who watched a little TV in the same timeline. Uh, Ryan Daughtry put the whole study together, and he found that uh, what was really interesting was the uh, sheer amount of decline in knowledge that people would get once they experienced a lot of TV. They were doing simple, uh, he says, pop culture-themed questions with people, they would get them right at the beginning and then they would go home and watch a bunch of TV and then after that TV happened, they couldn't get a single question right. So he thinks that, you know, after doing this study for more than a year, that 
Not only does it hurt your cognitive abilities, but may also hurt your memory and also your ability to actually learn new things. Like TV is some sort of weird mental block, Big J. This could explain your pop culture SmackDown struggle. Yeah, I was just going to say. They said a lot of the pop culture SmackDown questions are about TV. That's the rub. It's a real cycle. Uh, and some studies suggest that TV watching might be particularly harmful along with sedentary behavior. So if you're not getting up and doing anything coupled with watching TV, that could also limit your cognitive simulation. Which, of course, could develop into cognitive impairment. So keep that in mind. Maybe cutting down the TV as you get older is a better thing for you and your brain. Wizards win. They're the eighth seed in the east. We'll figure out who the eighth seed in the west is tonight. Had a couple of games on the ice last night where Florida, Pittsburgh, Montreal, and Vegas were the winners. And the NBA has narrowed down the top three finalists for the MVP award. Joel Embiid of the 76ers, Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors, and Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets were the three players finalists, if you will, for the NBA MVP award. Curry, of course, has won it twice before. One of the only one of the three who's ever won it. They also announced the, uh, the finalists for Rookie of the Year, LaMelo Ball of the Charlotte Hornets. Anthony Edwards of the Minnesota Timberwolves and Tyrese Halliburton of the Sacramento Kings. Your three finalists there. So we've got the awards to go after the playoffs, of course. Twitter was a buzz yesterday because Disney Plus announced that there's going to be an official Hocus Pocus sequel. <sighs> it's going to air on Disney Plus in May of next year. All three stars of the original 1993 film. Can you name them, Big J? Uh, Beth Midler? Well, it's Bet, but yeah. Bet. Bet on me, Midler. And that's it. Oh. Sarah Jessica Parker was also in it, and Kathy and Jimmy, too. They'll all reprise, reprise their roles as the Sanderson sisters. In the plot for Hocus Pocus 2, three young women accidentally bring the Sanderson sisters back to modern-day Salem, and they got to figure out how to stop the child-hungry witches from wreaking a new kind of havoc on the world. Production will begin this fall, and then you'll have Hocus Pocus 2, which I think like has been the joke poster for Hocus Pocus 2 has been a meme on Halloween like every year for the past seven years. And so now it's actually coming to pass. So you can thank Disney Plus for that if you are excited. It's coming soon. A very special themed version of Pop Culture Smackdown is coming up next. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, pop culture smackdown time and time to give something away. Nick, what are we giving away? Huh? What are we giving away? We didn't talk about this. <laughs> oh, I thought you were ready to go. Uh, well, we have the new Pop Evil album. Oh, there you go. Pop Evil. The latest album, Breathe, again. Nope, that's a song. Okay. Uh, well, th- that song is included in that album, but we'll hook you up with that. Uh, some free music to your tunes and your ears if you can beat me at pop culture smackdown. Theme, special theme today. Yep, special theme today is, and this may change whether or not you're calling in. So today, Big J, on not, uh, February, excuse me, February, today is May 21st. Back in 1980, the movie The Empire Strikes Back is released into theaters. Goes on to do pretty well, all things considered. And it helps build the Star Wars mythos. And so today's questions are all about that particular movie, The Empire Strikes Back. Which is a movie you have seen on more than one occasion, I'm guessing. That's you? accurate, yes. And so I expect you to do well. If you think you can pull off the Empire Strikes Back knowledge, now would be the time to get on the phone, 208-287-1003. I wish everybody good luck. Hello, the X. Hello. Hey, man, what's up? What's your name? Darren. 
All right, Darren, you're up first. Darren, which legendary Star Wars bounty hunter tracks the Millennium Falcon to Bespin in The Empire Strikes Back? Boba Fett. Boba Fett is 100% right. correct. Big J, in the very beginning of The Empire Strikes Back, what planet has the Rebel Alliance set up a new base on? Hoth. That is absolutely right. Correct. Darren, back to you. In The Empire Strikes Back, Han Solo is frozen in what substance? Carbonite. Carbonite. Right. Is correct. Yeah, we well done, Big J. <laughs> In uh, The Empire Strikes Back, Big J, Leia tells Han that she loves him. What does he say back? Oh, boy. Um, you're welcome? Wrong. No. It was supposed to be I love you, too, but he improved this two-word phrase instead. Do you happen to know, Darren? You win no matter what. Princess. Me, too? Uh, nope. He says, I know. Right. Uh, oh, darn it. No. Congratulations. My on answer man. was still two words, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Good conjunction, was, but two words nonetheless. I was in the neighborhood. Uh, well done, my friend. Hang on one second, Darren. We'll hook you up with that new Pop Evil album. It will be coming your way. Uh, that is your pop culture smackdown for today. We'll do some headlines. Those are next on the X Rocks. With Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Keystone Light. They're giving away two Polaris Sportsman 570 ATVs right here in the Treasure Valley. Just look for Keystone Displays at your favorite place. Get some Keystone Light. Text the keyword. Boom. You are entered to win one of those Polaris Sportsman ATVs that are given away. Headlines are as follows. Take a look around like Limp Biscuit. Do not do this or get crazy, everybody. Get Get crazy. Uh, a YouGov poll found that 25% of Americans said they're interested in having an open relationship. Now, uh, men more likely than women to be interested in the arrangement. 32% of men, 19% among women. In married couples, men also more idea to having an open marriage than women. 30% of husbands, 21% of wives. Millennials were the generation most receptive to a non-monogamous arrangement, 41%. 29% of Gen Zers, 23% of Gen, Gen Xers, and 12% of baby boomers. Now, Big J, I'm not in a relationship. You are. Mm-hmm. Any interest in leaving that door open a little crack? A little crack. You're saying yes? Sure. All right. No, of course not. I mean, listen, I'm not here to judge. If you want to have an open relationship, that's entirely up to you. But no, thank you. it sounds like a lot more people are, I, I, you know, I would say a lot more people are open to the idea than actually having an open relationship. Like, I wouldn't say that 25% of couples have an open relationship, would you? Yeah, it's like that whole, no, 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 no. It's like that whole threesome thing. Well, uh, expand. It sounds like a great idea until it happens. And then it's all downhill from there. We've seen it many times and we're going to hell. <laughs> it's true. Uh, there are a lot of arguments during threesomes. Take a look around like Limp Biscuit, or do not do this. Take a look around, just like Limp Biscuit. Uber released its fifth annual Lost and Found Index earlier this week. And, of course, you're probably not surprised, but people leave a bunch of stuff behind them when they get out of their Uber. Uh, and the most unique items left in Ubers each year are released. The press release reveals what you likely guessed, that, you know, the number one most forgotten item in an Uber, Big J, if you had to guess. A phone? Yep, phone is number one. Number two, Nick's phone, probably. Uh, that's never happened in an Uber. Uh, a, number two is wallets. Number three, keys. Number four, cameras. Bags and headphones often left behind, too. But there was some interesting stuff left behind. For instance, somebody left a, co- a cooler full of fr- fish. Uh, somebody left a bunch of fresh fresh shrimp in the uh, car, car. A sushi platter. A popcorn bucket from Disney World. 
some frozen meat, and even somebody left behind 22 bunt cakes and a pan of homemade macaroni and cheese. In an Uber. So food, I guess, comes in <laughs> sixth. What do you do? You I, just... If you're the Uber driver, you eat it? Well, I mean, if you're an Uber driver, there is a way for you to realize who the last person in your car was. And I'm hoping that you check. And I still wonder who got your food that one time. Uh, so, well, so it, was at, it wasn't left in an Uber car. It was left at somebody's door. I know. And yes, I have no idea. But Same it was thing. my address. Do not do this is how we wrap it up with. We get it. Pandemic has caused some boredom amongst you, but yeah, you got to make sure that you do things safely. A man in Sierra Vista, Arizona, found police on his doorstep after they got reports of a huge explosion and debris on the street around 5 p.m. in the afternoon on Monday. Police officers found what they described as several pieces of what appeared to be a broken bowling ball at the scene. Police say that James Jaggers, 35, told him he was mixing some compounds. Those compounds were dangerous and as so dangerous that when they searched his house, they decided it was probably a good idea to send out the bomb squad to be brought in. And nearby homes were evacuated as well. The DPS bomb squad determined that the debris in the yard was what remained of a homemade explosive device. Apparently, this guy decided to blow up his bowling ball for fun, and it was just a little bit louder than he thought it was going to be and spread the debris a little bit further than he what thought. What a terrible idea. Yes, it is. He's facing several charges of endangerment, manufacturing prohibited weapons, and possessing of prohibited weapons. An investigation is ongoing as well, but uh, that's a bad idea. I mean, I'm yeah. not sure how... Listen, if your plan is to blow up a bowling ball, you have to expect some sort of debris, right? Yeah. And nobody wants, like, flying bowling ball debris. That's that sounds like shrapnel exactly. that would murder. Right. He's lucky nobody was hurt, but apparently freaked out a bunch of people, and rightfully so. So he's going to go to jail for a while for that. Don't blow up your bowling balls. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. VX rocks. What's in the box? The Big Backyard Box, to be specific. It's all presented by Kitchen Tune-Up, and inside of it is $10,000 worth of amazing stuff to help out your backyard or inside of your house from a bunch of great Treasure Valley companies like Victory Greens and Boise Paint and Supply and the Lifetime Store and Apple Plumbing, plus $1,000 cash. It all adds up to $10,000. We're going to be giving that away soon, but if you want to get in on the drawing, you need to get qualified. And you can do so right now by calling 208-287-1003 and play a little game called What's in the Box. Big J's got a fictional box. He's shoving something inside of it. And he's got some clues to help you figure out what's exactly in there. If you can master that, then boom, you are officially qualified for the Big Backyard Box Prize. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Good morning. What's your name? I'm uh, Nancy Madden. All right. You are up first. Good luck. George Romero kind of created them in 1968. Okay, next one. Sometimes they're slow and brain hungry, and other times they're fast and bloodthirsty. Zombies. Yeah. Zombies is correct. They're in the box. Good job. Big J put a zombie in the box. Today, I imagine it's in honor of Army of the Dead. Yeah, that's right. Army of the Dead out now on Netflix uh, for your uh, for your eyes to watch. And uh, it's actually getting pretty good reviews, which I'm shocked about. Uh, really? Yes. I haven't seen a lot of good reviews. All I've seen is positive things. Really? Because yes. IGN, uh, Rolling Stones, a whole bunch. Yeah, know, I guess I don't follow the Rolling AV Stone stuff. Oh, Club? AV Club gave it a B plus. Oh, really? What are you talking about? Well, then I got to rethink it because usually they hate everything. They do. Uh, so and it's especially Zack Snyder. Movie, then. They hate Zack Snyder too. It can't be. It's got Dave Batista in it. What's wrong with you? 
Uh, so check it out for yourself. It is available now on Netflix. Looks like it's a lot of fun. It will be available for a while. And congratulations for getting qualified for the Big Backyard Box. Next time you can do that is 5.15 with Mr. Adam this afternoon. So make sure you tune in. We are going to play Bad Impressions next on the x Rock. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, and your last shot here at hooking up with tickets to see Sammy Hagar in the circle at uh, the Albertsons Boise Open, which is happening August 19th to the 22nd. Uh, Sammy going to be in town on Saturday the 21st. So we'll let you uh, get in on that if you can figure out bad impressions here this morning. Phone number is 208-287-1003. That's the number you need to call if you'd like to play bad impressions. It works like this. Big J's got three clues. That revolves around a very famous person. Figure out who that famous person is from those clues or Big J's impression of them. And you've got yourself tickets to the Albertsons Boise Open as well as Mr. Sammy Hagar himself. Hello, The X. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. What's your name? Sean. All right, Sean, you're up first. Before being drafted by the Bronco, the Denver Broncos in the first run or the first round, I had won a Heisman Trophy and two national championships with the Florida Gators. Tim Tebow. Yeah! Tim Tebow is correct. One and done. Good job, Sean. Hang on one second, dude. We'll hook you up with those tickets. What were clues two and three? I bounced around the league trying to play quarterback, retired, then tried playing baseball. And last but not least, you know what time it is, right? Tebow tie. And why is Timothy Tebow in the news? Uh, yeah, the, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars has signed him to a one-year deal, uh, and I think we now know why, Nick. According to Adam Schefter, NFLShop.com, the top five selling items today are all Tim Tebow items. How many items are on there? Uh, jerseys, who knows all the stuff that they can make up, but everybody, all the Team Tebow army... Uh, is out there buying stuff in droves. It was amazing how fast the Jaguars had his jersey available on JacksonvilleJaguars.com. Like, his 85 jersey was up before they even announced the contract. And uh, so you you get the idea as to why they signed him. I mean, there's a hype train that follows him wherever he goes. So even even if he, it's a disaster for him at tight end, it's already a coup for the for, you know merchandising department. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. I mean, and, and the Jacksonville Jaguars, they'll make money hand over fist. Sure, sure. I mean, uh, although, I, you know, it doesn't seem like he, he got some run, like, merchandise-wise in Denver for sure, but it didn't seem like any of his other pit stops really worked out oh, for no. him. Oh, they did. But, I mean, I never, I don't I mean, see anybody in, like, a Tebow Jets jersey or a Tebow Patriots jersey. Well, yeah, you hide that stuff. You never bring it out again. <laughs> well, apparently they're proud of him. Why wouldn't you wear it? I don't know, man. I don't know. I just don't think it was the financial coup it was for the other two franchises that it was for Denver, I guess. Uh, Probably, but let's also be honest, this is Florida now, so, I mean, that's practically home base. Yes, I mean, it is the city in which he played his college ball. I think that's one of the reasons why they wanted to do it. But, I mean, that's got to be – this isn't college, though. You know, that's a college kind of move and – or AAA even, baseball, that, that kind of hoopla. I mean, how's that going to work in the locker room uh, of the NFL? We'll see, I guess. Well, it, it's not their first rodeo uh, with Tim Tebow either. So this is something that's been happening before. So we'll see. We'll see if he makes the team as a tight end and if he does, how often he plays. But either way, it was a good move for Jacksonville and their jersey selling department, that's for sure. Tebow, Tebow. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the x Rock. <laughs> The Offspring, Let the Bad Times Roll is how we're wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J today. Got a nice mental health life lesson courtesy of Radio's Big J. 
early this morning. Got to hear a brand new cover from Rob Zombie, John 5, and Nikki 6 this morning, as well as part of a Liam Neeson movie that's coming out on Netflix about ice road truckers that feels like it's at least a decade too late. We were talking about that yesterday about the ice road. <laughs> what was the what was the ice road truckers? When was it popular? Like I want to say like 2010. Yeah, like right around there, right? Yeah. And now we we finally have the ice road trucking movie called The Ice Road. But and but I don't think it's just about no ice no, road trucking. It certainly isn't. It's got to have some action elements to it. I mean, Liam Neeson's involved. So somebody's done something wrong. Yeah, and, and Liam he, Neeson is trucking them down. He's the only ice road trucker that has the the gonads to actually cross the thawing ice. I'm sure the skills uh, of some particular you know northern frozen tundra. And so there be your movie. But it's got a pretty cool song attached to it. On top of that, we also got somebody qualified for the Big Backyard Box, which we will continue next week as well. And Big J, that leaves you with the floor, my friend. Yeah, hey, let's not forget the Idaho Comedy Fest is happening uh, through this weekend. You still got two full days. What I mean full days is things kick off uh, here at noon out there at the uh, lounge at the end of the universe. Uh, and then uh, I'll be down there at 1 o'clock. Our buddy Craig Gass going to be doing a workshop uh, at the Hotbox stage. Yeah, and uh, don't forget, you know, they've got three stages there. There's also a stage at the Mad Swede, too, that they have been putting out. Uh, to kind of spread this out and get as many people some stage time as possible. So there's some cool things happening, and you can check it out this weekend at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda. If you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. The one you heard about on the X, so check it out for yourself at GoTeamMazda.com. We shall see you next week. Jason Drew's coming in next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rock.